Like Richard and a number of people in this audience, I've had the uh, immense pleasure and privilege of being able to go to other places in the world and to receive the hospitality of people who you know struggle just to put food on the table every day for their families. And they're just thrilled to have you and as excited as they can possibly be to provide you with the best that they have to offer. And it changes you when you experience something like that. It really does. And so I thank Richard for his presentation. Uh, he talked about how at some places, you know, they uh, fight because nobody wants to keep the preacher. Well, I lived here for nine years, and here we fight over who gets to keep the preacher. We fight nonetheless, but yes. <laughs> it's a fight worth fighting, I think. And uh, we love you all for your hospitality very much. But that doesn't mean we don't have room for improvement. And so maybe there are some questions that uh, you have for Richard that you'd like to ask at this time. Any of the brothers can raise their hand and we'll bring you the mic. We'll start with Austin Maddox. Thank you very much. Uh, that was a fantastic presentation. wonder if you might um, speak to this. Um, you talked about extending hospitality. Um, what, what about when it comes to accepting hospitality? I know some folks that uh, if it weren't for their job or for going to worship services, they wouldn't leave the house. They wouldn't get out of their recliner. Um, and as a result of, we call it being a homebody in sort of quaint and wonderful terms, but I'm not so sure that it is. Um, and also sometimes we have standards where, well, I don't want to go to their house or I don't want to be around them. I'd much rather be at my home or have them in my home, but I don't want to accept their hospitality. Could you speak to that maybe a little? Well, it is important that you allow people to, to do what the Lord has commanded. And when someone invites you to their home, you should be gracious and accept it. Uh, sometimes people don't want to go to someone's home because maybe maybe they think just the negative of all of this, their home isn't, isn't very nice or it's dirty. Uh, I'm, uh, I've, got, I've got tons of stories I can tell you. Uh, I've, I've sat in homes that were dirty and I've eaten meals there. And, uh, and I'm sure many of you have. I figure those folks are living and I can live too. Uh, one time I was in Russia and was walking around looking for grape juice. It was one it was hard to find. And so this young lady that was walking around with me that spoke English, every time we'd come to a kiosk, I'd say, go ask them if they sell grape juice. And uh, she, she stopped at this one and, and asked the the man and he said no he says why why is he who is this guy and she said well he's an American and uh, he had never seen an American before and so he wanted to give me a, a Pepsi and she said she turned she said he wants he wants to give you a Pepsi I said well I said that's nice uh, I, I was going she said he only has one glass I said, okay. She says, I doubt if it's been washed this month. He sells Pepsi in the glass and people just come and buy it and they, they drink it and then he sets it back up here. And I thought, well, I'm committed. 
So I said, I said, that's not a problem to me. And he poured me a glass of Pepsi in a glass that looked really dirty. But I drank it, and I made that man's day. Uh, you know, you, you should accept people's hospitality. Now, by the way, if you're the recipient of hospitality, let me especially speak to some of you young men and young women. You go to meetings, and you have, you have people that put you up in their homes, and sometimes we're talking about people that you may not know very well. Maybe you know their children or whatever, but there, there are some things that that I think are just graciousness on your part. Make your bed when you get up of a morning. You know, if you don't know how to make a bed, learn how to make a bed, but don't go to someone's house and think that you can stay there and live like a slob. If you want to live like a slob, do it at home, but not in someone else's house. When you take a shower, find out what you're supposed to do with your with your wet towel. Don't just leave the bathroom piled up with a bunch of wet towels. And keep your room looking neat where you are. And, and observe the household rules. You know, there are, there are some folks that if they live in certain areas, you, you're going to take your shoes off when you walk in. Don't think, well, I'm not going to take my shoes off here. You, if, if the family takes their shoes off, you take your shoes off, you observe the household rules, and if you dirty a bunch of dishes, clean them up. The lady of the house, she's not there as your servant. You need to, you need to show that you appreciate the generosity that's being shown to you. And I, I speak you know, to, to you younger people, it seems as if that some, some folks think they're entitled to a place to stay without any responsibility. And I'll assure you, you talk to any of the adults that are in here that keep people in their home, they would like for you to do the things I've just said. Hunter Smith in the back. Thank you, Richard, that was very good. You alluded to it some, and I just for clarity's sake, I'd like to hear what you have to say. In the verse you quoted in Luke chapter 14, in other places in the New Testament, it seems to be a bit of a Christian imperative that we uh, show hospitality to literal strangers, to those that we have. Most of your um, exposition tonight was in regards to Christian brethren. What about pure strangers? Just what are your thoughts on that? Uh, and also to that end, uh, what are your thoughts on, you know, not as a, as a uh, entity here, but uh, as individual Christians, perhaps doing things such as soup kitchens to the, to the genuinely poor and to the blind and, and to the maimed and so on. Mm -hmm. Well, and you're right, I did talk, but understand now, lots of times while I was talking about Christians with Christians, uh, I think even the, the scriptures in the context of many of these uh, statements is talking about traveling Christians from one, one area to another uh, but you may not know them, and such is the case. There's been people that have stayed at my house that the first time I met them was when they walked through the door, and uh, yet we showed them hospitality. Uh, picking someone up off the street, uh, I, wouldn't I wouldn't advise that. Uh, there may be circumstances where you feel comfortable. 
you've met somebody, they're, maybe they're broke down. You know, somebody, somebody has, they're, they're on a road trip or whatever and, and they're, they're broke down and you're there, it's an opportune time, you sort of survey the situation and you see a couple of people that are, that are my age, look pretty safe, and you say, you say, you know, uh, we've got an extra room if you folks need some place to stay tonight. You could do that. Uh, George Batty's got a funny story about a family that he helped once, and uh, uh, I'm not going to tell it, but it's, uh, he, he picked a man up, literally is just, he, his car was broke down, and, uh, and the man stayed at his house, he and his daughter. Uh, but, you know, I, I think we need to use wisdom. Working at, at a soup kitchen, this is not a work of the church, but if you as an individual want to go down and work at some, at some uh, place, I don't see a problem with that. Now, I do, I do think we need to be careful not to work for some other religious place that might be trying to get folks to come there. In other words, there's churches that have soup kitchens. I, I think that would not be wise. But there are community centers that are run by the government or just some nonprofit organization that you could, you could help out at times. And I know Christians that work at such places. Thank you very much. Uh, to what Hunter was saying, as you were speaking, it reminded me of a time when I was at an airport in the Middle East, and I was the only Anglo-Saxon in visible range, and so I stuck out, you know, pretty uh, outrageously, and I was meeting a man who I didn't know. He was not a member of the church, but he was the fellow who was going to pick me up, and uh, we were going to arrange Bible studies. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. And so he might have been in the crowd, but I didn't know. And I was wandering around. My phone was dead. And I thought, what, what am I going to do? I, I didn't know how I was going to get a hold of him. I didn't know how I was going to know him if I saw him. And uh, a Muslim imam came up to me, and he asked me, are you okay? Do you, do you, do you need help? Use my phone and call this man. And if you can't call him, you come home and stay with me and my family and we'll help you find him. And uh, I was amazed by that. But that country has a virtually non-existent crime rate. They have not had a reported violent crime, I think, in 12 years or something like that mm -hmm. in, in that country. And I thought about what Jesus said when he prophesied about the impending destruction of Jerusalem in Matthew 24. He said, when lawlessness abounds, the love of many will grow cold. Yes. And we live in a society that is so violent and so drug infested and so criminal all around us. It's hard to love strangers. It is. Because of that. Really, really hard. And so I'm, I'm not arguing with your admonitions about wisdom. I would have gone home with that man. I felt absolutely confident in what I saw of him and what I saw of that culture that I would have been just fine. But we live in a different world, sadly, 
uh, than, than the one he lived in. My question is about caring for the sick. Hospital <laughs> is in that word, and I think there is an etymological connection there. Is caring for the sick a part of hospitality? And in Romans 12, when the Apostle Paul talks about the various functions of members of the body of Christ, he speaks of those who show mercy. And I've, I've understood in some of my reading and study that that refers probably to caring for sick people. And you do that with joy. Uh, can you talk about that and the Christian responsibility of caring for the sick? Well, it is in the list that's found there in Matthew 25, along with I was hungry and I was thirsty and I was naked. He says I was sick. And uh, so he, he categorizes those things as, I think, being of a similar nature. You're meeting the needs of someone and showing your care for them, that you love them. And it's not family members. I mean, obviously, we, we've learned if one doesn't care for his family, he's worse than an unbeliever. But loving those that you have no connection to and doing something for them to show your love by, by your action. So yes, I, I think that that's something that is good. And you know, we have, of course we have folks across the brotherhood that will volunteer at, at hospitals doing uh, various things or go to someone in the neighborhood who's sick and help care for them. I grew up with that, my, my parents when I was growing up, we're not Christians, but if anybody in the neighborhood was sick, it wasn't just baking a pie, but they, they would go, they would sit with, with the neighbors. There were not relatives, or, but they, they would sit with them if they were sick. They would care for them and do whatever they could to help the family. And uh, so I do think that's important. I think the Bible teaches that. That's great. Um, I, I would like to underline something you said, and I think it's very important. Uh, Austin asked about uh, receiving uh, hospitality. I think that's very important. And if you're studying with someone, as you and I have had this experience many times, they don't know you at all when you first start studying with them. But when they start to offer you food, I'll give you an opening here if you want it. But when they start to offer you food, it's a sign that they're accepting what you're saying and accepting you. Now, I don't know that they're all going to obey the gospel in the end, but the point is you need to be ready to receive that. And uh, I'm not quite as adept at you as eating everything that's put in front of me, but... I do think we need to eat with people if we possibly can, if they offer it to us, because I think it's a sign that they are welcoming us and accepting of us. And I think you need to be prepared to do that. And if you're going to travel in a foreign country, you need to be prepared to do that if you can do it. Now, there, admittedly, we go somewhere for three weeks. We can't be sick the whole three weeks and get anything done. But if you can do it you, at all, you should. Yes, eating with people is is very important. He he left, you know. He that this is from the man whose whose house I visited 
well, his parents' house that served me vinegar on my waffles, so. <laughs> Which you did eat. Which I did eat. No, I think hospitality is important. I think that we all should, you know, take an, uh, an evaluation of our own home and say, am I a hospitable person or do I just invite friends and family into my home? And I think you should look around in the congregation and say, have these folks ever been to my home? And you should invite them if they have not. And you should be willing to go to other people's homes. and. Talk to your neighbors. You know, sometimes we, we live beside people and we barely know them. Uh, we'll wave and we, we know what they do in life, but get to know them. Uh, it can be an evangelistic opportunity. My son Jonathan, when he lived in, in Mexico, uh, he would invite people into his home that were just from the neighborhood or from his, from his daughter's school and uh, they'd be eating a meal and he'd talk to them about the gospel. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's not hard to do. So try that, see how it works. Thank you very much.